0: It's time to get inside the Giants Huddle. Let's go back to your huddle. On Giants.com.
1: Tempo, Tempo, tempo. And the
0: Giants Mobile. Go, go,
1: go, Part go. of the Giants
0: Podcast Network. Yeah.
1: Welcome to the newest edition of the Giants Huddle Podcast. John Schmelk with you. We are week two of training camp. And today's guest to talk about what we've seen so far at practice is a friend of the program, Ed Valentine, who is, of course, the author of the SB Nation blog for the Giants Big Blue View. He has a podcast as well. We'll get into all of that. But first, a reminder, you can find the Giants Podcast on all your favorite podcast platforms on the Giants mobile app and at Giants.com slash podcast. Please find the subscribe if you're on Apple Podcasts. And if you like what you hear, please leave a five-star positive review. If you don't like what you hear, I don't know why you're here to begin with, to be quite honest with you. But now we're joined by our guest. He is Ed Valentine again from the SB Nation Giants blog, Big Blue View. Ed, we've seen you practice the last week and a half. I thought it'd be a good day to have you on here. Hope all is well and tell the folks where they can find everything you're doing.
0: Oh, it's at Big Blue View, of course, on Twitter. It's bigblueview.com is the website. You can also find us on Instagram. You can find us on YouTube. So, you know, hopefully you check out all the different platforms. And John, I really appreciate you uh, you having me on today. You know, nothing happened out there today. Yeah,
1: it's funny. We actually had this set up before practice. I did purposely want to do it after the first padded practice because we've been out there for a weekend, but look, we all have to write about practice and what's happening and, and we watch and we're into it, but really it's not real football, but we had real football on Tuesday here at the quest diagnostics training center and it was eventful. So before we hit practice today, let's set the stage. What were you looking for walking into practice today? What's been your major takeaway through the first week and then we can hit today specifically.
0: Well, obviously you wanted to see offensive line play, but you wanted to see you wanted to see some sharpness from the offense which as you said it hasn't been real football, but the takeaway from the first few days, you know, has been that the offense has been a little bit sluggish, a little bit behind the defense. You wanted to see some you know some some steps forward from the offense today. Um, and, you know those are the big things I wanted to see. Really, just cohesion on that offensive line, and uh, you know, and the start of the start of some real football, some real competition from uh, from receivers and cornerbacks. So hard to judge when they're in shorts and t-shirts. So so it was it was good to see some some fully padded action today.
1: Yeah, and 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 we'll get to some of the physical contact that occurred over the the course of practice but let's start with your point because i think if you were looking for the offense to step it up and have a a good day and i think that's exactly what happened i thought this was the sharpest the offense has been i don't think it's a surprise that it comes into practice where they weren't doing quite as much red zone work and they actually let them use the full length of the field a little bit which makes things a lot easier on the passing game Uh, but i thought we saw more separation from wide receivers, especially in the one-on-ones. It was the first time we saw wide receiver DB one-on-ones than we've seen for, for most of camp. And I just thought the offense really showed out and did a really nice job to be quite honest with you.
0: Oh, I, I would agree. And it's interesting because I know Friday was the first 11 on 11 that we saw and it, it looked ugly for the offense. And there was a lot of, Oh my God, you know, they're going to stink this and that, you know, concern about the offense and, and one of the things that, that I think we've been learning as we talk to Joe Judge is that he's doing everything in increments. And I think part of the maybe the issue with the offense the first couple days is he's making he was kind of making them play in a box where he didn't want throws to go downfield. He didn't want guys to to run 40 or 50 yards all out. He kind of wanted to build up to that. So the offense was really playing in a really short area. I thought today they kind of took the leash off and let them play the field a little bit. And we saw what was a much a much more even matchup today between the offense and the defense. In fact, I think you could really say that, that the offense dominated the day.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think Monday's practice, when they started to open things up a little bit, Ed, I think we saw the first Daniel Jones pass to actually travel like more than 25 yards in the air on a deep pass down the sideline. And today it was even more... And you're right, I think just the structure of practice the first week gave a natural advantage to the defense. You know, when you're we talk about this in the regular season, right? When you're working in the red zone, trying to score touchdowns, you have to be able to run the ball well. And it's very hard to pass in a compressed area of the red zone, especially in goal-to-go situations, which is a large part of their red zone work. So I agree, I think the structure of the practice had a lot to do with it. And frankly, the other thing, is they actually had a one-on-one period between wide receivers and defensive backs going full speed. We haven't had that yet. They waited until they put the pads on to do that. And quite frankly, aside from one play where a receiver fell down and Quincy Wilson got an interception, wide receivers are open all over the field in those wide receiver DB one-on-one drills.
0: Yeah. Really, really encouraging day for, for everyone that, that had already decided that the giant's offense was going to be terrible again. Joe judge has said over and over that there will be days when the offense dominates, there will be days when the defense dominates. You you can't ride the roller coaster and you just have to, you have to continue to build, you know, which is an easy perspective for him. I mean, fans obviously live and die with everything they hear and everything they read. You know, and, and, and every day is every day is either a nightmare or it's you know, time for a parade. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but but it's uh, you know, but it was good to see. It was good to see progress today. It was it was good to see passes completed. I think I, I got distracted for a little bit because of one of the other things that we'll talk about. And I missed a few plays during a seven on seven period but I can only recall one ball that Daniel Jones threw all day that hit the ground.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think he had the one, I think he airmailed one pass to Sterling Shepard during the, during the one-on-ones, but yeah, he was, he was very, very strong. And, and let's get to it because I think I did the offense stuff first, because you mentioned that was something to watch for. I agree. And I, but let's not bury the lead here. Here's the, think about the first full contact practice. And this happens a lot, Ed it's the first time these guys are really hitting somebody since Mm -hmm. January and guys get into it. And the early part of practice, they had their one-on-one blocking drill, which Joe judge also did last year where they set it up and they have the alignment against the linemen, the receivers against the DBs, the linebackers against uh, the tight ends and the running backs. And it's basically a one-on-one blocking drill. You block for a ball carrier And you could already see tempers weren't flaring, but guys were loud. They were enthusiastic. They were into it. And I thought that drill where you're practicing some of those fundamentals at a certain point to to Joe Judge really kind of set the tone for the rest of practice.
0: It's funny that you mention, you know, how loud that drill was because where reporters are, where media is, is up on the patio. We're like 100 yards away from that drill. But even where we were, you could tell how loud it was. You could tell how into it guys were. Um, You know, it's the first time they've actually gotten to hit each other. And and yeah, there was definitely intensity. Um, There was definitely excitement about good blocks, about good plays by the defense. And 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 it only got worse from there, actually, or, or more intense, I should say.
1: Yes. I think more intense is, 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 is the, is the proper way to, to, to phrase it. And then eventually I think it was going to be the last team session of practice, but I'm not sure. He said it was going to be a longer practice today. So maybe there was more coming, but it ended up being the last team session of practice where (laughs) there was a play where a ball carrier got knocked down. There was some pushing and shoving and there was a little bit of a scrum um, on the practice field. And Things got a little bit out of control, and Joe Judge was not happy about it. He let the players know Ed, and he mm-hmm. had them do rotating sets of full field running and push-ups for what was seemed like 10 or 15 minutes. I mean, I, I didn't have my stopwatch on it, but it seemed like a while. And I thought the thing to me that was interesting, and we could talk about what the player said about it after practice. Much you know, very opposite of what it was before when that you had that one drill that was super duper loud and we could hear the guys yelling at each other and all that stuff. When they were doing that, those runs and doing the push ups, you could hear a pin drop on that practice field. All you heard was the pads and jerseys moving, the cleats hitting the grass as these guys basically, I don't know, did their punishment for behavior that Joe Judge did not like at the end of that practice.
0: Yeah, and you know, John, that, that silence extended to the media. You know, usually there's some yep. conversations going on. There was not a word being spoken. The only words being spoken during that entire time were by Joe Judge. And there were a lot of them, and they weren't very nice, and they were very loud, and everybody understood that that's not going to happen again during a Giants practice this year.
1: Yeah. And I think we, you know, we talked to Daniel Jones after practice. We talked to Logan Ryan after practice. We spoke to, let's say who else was there. We spoke to Blake Martinez after practice and Matt paired after practice. And all of them were, were pretty clear about what the message from Joe judge was.
0: Yeah. And that's just, you know, that they're a team and this is not going to happen again. And that that's not acceptable. And, and really, To be honest with you, I don't think anyone should have been surprised. Anyone that's paid attention to Joe Judge ever since day one of when he was hired, you know, he's all about discipline. He's all about team. He's all about, you know, team first and family and taking care of each other and, and not doing anything that jeopardizes the team itself. And he made that you know, 100% perfectly clear today. And, and uh, I would not have expected anything less from him.
1: No, and, and and the message got through. And look, he wants the guys to be physical. He wants the guys to be enthusiastic. He wants the offensive players to stick up for their guys, the defensive players to stick up for their guys. But he wants all that to happen between the whistles. He doesn't want extra activity activity after the whistles. And for the players, frankly, to do anything, that'll do one of two things. If it's a game, would turn into a penalty or turn into a play where guys get ejected or in practice would hurt a teammate. And I think those are the things that you want to avoid.
0: Absolutely. The, you know, the worst thing you can do is anything, you know, guys are going to get hurt. It's going to happen. Things happen. Muscle pulls happen, you know, guys, guys, you know, you get torn ACLs, you get, Stuff's gonna happen because it's football, it's athletic, it's competitive. What you don't wanna do is cause an injury to a teammate by something that's unnecessary. And 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 that's why, you know, fights in training camp, they're they're fun, they're fun for fans to read about, but but they're but they're really not a good thing at all.
1: No, absolutely not. You have to keep things under control for for lack of a better term. All right, Ed, I think we've touched training camp enough here. From what you've seen and what you know about this roster heading into the season now, as we get to these preseason games, you know, the first ones in about what, 11 days now. And then we have the joint practices. What are the main things you're going to be keeping an eye on and, and watching as some of the important things that could determine how well the giants play this year?
0: Well, obviously, you know, we're going to, we're all going to be watching and waiting for Saquon with, you know, with, with bated breath per se, waiting to see, you know, when he finally practices. But I, I think we have to see, you know, a little bit of what we were talking about already. You know, we're not probably not going to see a whole lot of the first team offense in these preseason games, but as camp and as preseason unfolds, I think we just want to see more days where this offense looks like it can threaten what should be a really, really good Giants defense, because if it can do that, then, You know, there should be reason for optimism heading into heading into the regular season. I mean, the other thing you've got to watch, John, I did a series of preseason previews going position by position, you know, on on this roster. And and I look up and down this roster and, and you can find through almost every position on this roster. You know, NFL caliber players who aren't going to make this team. So, so the roster battles are really interesting.
1: No, I agree. What are some of the battles to you that have you most excited?
0: Well, the the, the battle for the backup wide receivers is really interesting. Uh, how, you know, because you've got Dante Pettis, you've got John Ross, you've got Austin Mack, you've got, you know, David Sills once again having an outstanding training camp. You've got several guys you know on the edge on defense who i i don't know how that's all going to shake out injuries and and everything might have something to do with that but you've got a lot of depth over there so for me those are two that are really interesting how the backup defensive backs are going to shake out is really interesting but like i said you look up and down the roster and, and And you think there, there are some pretty good, pretty useful football players that aren't going to make this team. And I don't think in recent years, you haven't always been able to say that about, about the giants.
1: And we're going to watch the offensive line, like Hawks here, Ed, but really until we get to preseason games. And I think the joint practices, I don't really think we're going to know what this group is and what type of steps that they've taken since last year.
0: The offensive line, I I think I would agree with you. I mean, a lot of what the Giants are doing right now is is real preparation for those joint practices. You know, we sit here and we watch training camp and and we try to analyze every snap and we try to analyze every practice. And, And the reality is sometimes we don't really know what we're seeing because we don't know the purpose sometimes of every drill we don't know the purpose sometimes of every play call, and you know it may certain things might be slanted or or designed, you know, to help the defense in certain situations. Other situations might be designed to help the offense. But I think when we get to those joint practices, then I think we'll really start to be able to assess, you know, w- what this team is and 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 how much progress they have or haven't made.
1: And then for Daniel Jones, what to you, Ed, are the keys for the specific areas he needs to improve in for the overall production to get to the point where the Giant fans want it to be?
0: Well, obviously, everybody talks about the turnovers, John. Everybody talks about the fumbles, and I didn't think the fumbles were as big of an issue last year. But for me... You know, I talked to a lot of guys through the offseason about, about Daniel and for me what it comes down to is he's got the athleticism, he's got the intelligence, he's got all of the intangibles. You know, he he can make the throws. What it comes down to for me is is decision making. And does he grow in the area of decision making and you know, just getting the football out when it needs to when it needs to be out of his hands and the flip side of that is is basically eating it you know when when he shouldn't throw it and I I think I think if he grows in those areas it's then I think then I think you'll see real progress from him in 2021.
1: Yeah I agree I think that's a really good point what are some of the things that you would like to see from the offense in its second year from a schematic
0: standpoint? Well I think I think that the big thing for me obviously they didn't make enough explosive plays and some of that is about talent some of that is about the offensive line you know some of that is maybe you know maybe about the receivers but I think you need to see the ball get down the field a little bit more you know but the other thing that I would like to see is I would like to see a little bit more motion in that offense a little bit more pre-snap movement not as much you know just sort of line up and play you know give give Daniel Jones a little bit more information give the defense a little bit more to think about I would hope that we see a little bit more variety and and I in all honesty I think we will because I know there are a lot of people out there who are who are really down on Jason Garrett who were really disappointed in him last year and and, and I still think there are people who are like, oh, he's the former Dallas Cowboys head coach. Why did we hire him? You know, but I think that, that Garrett was in a bad spot last year. I mean, with, with no preseason, with no real off season program, with very limited training camp with a young quarterback and a young offensive line, it was very difficult to, to really get to know his players and to really install maybe the full array of what he might have wanted to do. I think he's got a better shot at doing that this year.
1: Yeah, I agree. And we should mention, you talked about the explosive plays, Ed. Uh, There is a potential Kenny Gallaty issue. He left practice today. We don't know the details of that as per this recording, which is why we haven't mentioned it. We just don't have the information and we don't want to say something that ends up changing in, in a day or a few hours after this goes up. So we'll see what happens with that. But, you know, they certainly assuming Barkley gets back. And I think both of us think that, you know, if he's not back in week one, it'll be shortly thereafter. You can give your opinion on that too, is that this offensive line can, can just creep towards average. They have enough around Daniel Jones, where this offense should be able to significantly increase. I would say maybe even almost a touchdown, a game from where they were last year.
0: I think that's, that's probably what should be the goal to be honest with you. I agree. Look at it. If you look at it, I studied this a little bit during the off season. Giants scored 17.1 points per game last year. League average was right around 25. And, And with the exception of one or two teams, all of the playoff teams hit league average or above. I think there might have only been one team that was below league average, you know, offensively. So if you're looking at, league average, you've got to get to 25 points a game. And, and that should be doable, you know, with, with the weapons that the Giants have, that should be doable. I don't see any reason to expect regression from the Giants' defense. I think, if anything, it should be even better. So if you can get to league average on offense, I think you have a chance to be a really, really good team.
1: How do you see the NFC East breaking down this year? To me, Philly probably has some work to do, but otherwise it's wide open with those with the Giants, Dallas, and Washington.
0: Oh, I would agree, John. You know, the thing about Dallas, everybody looks at Dallas and there are there are a lot of people that want to say, "Oh, because Dak Prescott is back, they're they're the obvious favorite." You know, and they've got they've got quite a few talented wide receivers. They've got a new defensive coordinator you know, who hopefully from a Dallas perspective, they hope he'll improve what was a really awful unit last year. The thing about the Dallas Cowboys is they never seem to be, they never seem to, to equal the sum of their parts. They never seem to, to be what people think they should be. So I have a hard time trusting, you know, that the Cowboys are going to be what people think they're going to be. You know, and for me, the the team that I that I worry about a lot is that is is Washington, just because of the defense that they've built, and, and they've got enough offense. If they get, you know, good quarterback play from Ryan Fitzpatrick, they've got enough offense that they could be a really good football team. The the question for me is is what are you going to get from Fitzpatrick? Because you're, you're kind of asking Ryan Fitzpatrick to be something that he hasn't been in the first 17 years of his career. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, so I have a hard time trusting that he's the answer in Washington, but, but, but I, I, I agree with you. I think between the giants and Washington and, and Dallas, it, it's, it's wide open should be really, really interesting I also think you're going to get to the end of the year and you're going to look at the NFC East and, and you're going to think, you know, a year ago, everybody thought how bad the division was. I, I don't think the division's going to be going to be nearly that bad this year. I think it's going to be a very representative group of teams.
1: How many wins do you think you need to win it?
0: <sighs>
1: 10. Yeah, I think that's, I think 10. ten yeah, I, I agree.
0: I, you know, and, 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 you know, my, my gut feeling, you know, my gut feeling, John says that that based on the roster that the Giants have, you know, they're they' they're a eight nine win team, you know, but if, if Daniel Jones can step up and and and, you know, I think it might be somewhat unfair for people to expect a a Josh Allen type leap from Daniel Jones. That's what everybody talks about. But if he can play, good solid football maybe the Giants can get to 10 wins
1: it's certainly on the table Ed great stuff my friend good talking to you uh, the floor is yours anything you want to promote tell the folks about go right on ahead
0: just want to mention you know keep checking out our our daily camp coverage at bigblueview.com and I mentioned it before but follow big blue view at big blue view on twitter for uh, for any of my other insights you can also check out our podcasts big blue view radio my podcast is the valentine's views podcast you can you can find it on all of your favorite podcast platforms so uh, pretty much any place you find this one you can find that you can find our shows as well ed we'll see you on the practice field
1: bud all
0: right thanks john ed valentine
1: big blue view we thank you for joining us on the giant subtle podcast for ed i'm john Schmelk once again you can find this on all your favorite podcast platforms at giants.com/podcast and on the Giants mobile app. For Ed, I'm Schmelk. We'll see you next time on the Giants Huddle.